For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Bearcat Blitz, back half of the week show, our Thursday show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Russ Heltman. He is my co-host, Neil Meyer. You can check us out both on allbearcats.com, all the football and basketball coverage there. You can also check Neil's workout on frontofficenews.com as well. The Bearcats fall another five points or less victory. Four losses in conference play by less than a combined 15 points total. Just been the song and the story of the early Big 12 season for UC as they go down 74-69 to Kansas. We'll talk about that, plus preview the UCF action on Saturday. What's feeling like essentially a must-win game for a team sitting with a 52% chance to make the NCAA tournament on team rankings. It's a big one for the Bearcats. And a big news drop earlier this week as Iowa State linebackers coach Tyson Vite reportedly hired by Scott Satterfield and his staff to be the new defensive coordinator for the Bearcats. We'll get into our thoughts on that hiring just after this message concerning Bet Online. The great sponsors of Bet Online are in full swing with NFL playoffs in the NBA season. Cooking Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts thank you to our friends at bet online thank you to all of our platforms that we get the show out on apple spotify <laughs> google whatever podcast platform you choose please subscribe rate and review there check us out on those mediums as well as talking cats the youtube page my youtube page talking cats with russ helpman and on valley sports ohio where this show is airing throughout the weekend of the ucf clash against the golden knights they're coming to clifton and another guy coming to clifton he came to Clifton in October with his Iowa State Cyclones and his linebackers destroyed UC's offense for the most part. They brought a physical nature on defense, Iowa State did, and what I believe was a Neil, was it a 30 to 10 loss that the Bearcats had that day? Big win for Iowa State, and I think a bigger win this week for UC Neil with the hiring of Tyson Bite. I was stamping the uh stamping the table a couple of days ago for Spence Dewinsky out of Ohio, but I would love this hire just as much as I would have loved 
uh, if they would have landed on Nowinski. Tyson Bites defenses in the Big 12. Well, defenses he's been a part of as the linebackers coach there alongside head coach Matt Campbell have been fantastic. Over the last five years, dating back to 2017, they've given up 20.9, 22.9, 25.9, 21.4, 20.5, and 20.2 points per game in the Big 12. It has been one of the best marks in the Big 12 each of the last six seasons, and they've been really, really good. Top five, top three in scoring defense all along the way there. Top 50 nationally every single year in scoring defense for Iowa State. They were really, really good last season. Once again, uh, they had some linebackers play really well. Neil, uh, I think it was Caleb Bacon, the guy from uh, the middle linebacker from Iowa State. Mm -hmm. Really, really strong player, all Big 12 level player. I mean, Tyson Bite, I like what he's going to bring. He's got a big history of recruiting at Ohio. He's got a history dating back to his time at Toledo of being entrenched in the Ohio college football atmosphere. He runs a similar scheme to what Brian Brown ran last year uh, with the multiple defenses that he employed. It's going to be a little bit different than Brian Brown. There's a 3-3-5 aspect here. The heart of the scheme is a 3-3-5 look, but usually a couple more safeties involved. And this type of defense, a little bit uh, more intense defensive back, uh, heavy type of alignments that we're going to see out of this group. But overall, Neil, I'll give the floor to you. Scott Satterfield, I believe, has done another good job bringing in strong staff for his outfit. An outfit, Neil, that according to 24-7 Sports, has the easiest schedule mm -hmm. of any power conference team in 2024. Yeah, and that's a huge thing because obviously this is a defense from Tyson Veidt that absolutely dominated Cincinnati back in October. I believe, Russ, if we remember right, this was the type of defense that gave Emory Jones absolute fits back here at Nippert Stadium in October. And if I remember correctly, we asked Emory Jones what stood out about this defense, and he even said it himself, that he has not seen a 3-3-5 defense like this schematically throughout his college career. And I mean, very next, what happened? I think he was held under a hundred yards that game. If I remember right passing. Yeah. I got the stats right here. He was 14 of 26 against the Iowa state defense, 96 total passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions did have 15 carries for 72 yards, but obviously didn't really matter in a 30 to 10 loss. Yeah. And the linebackers is what really stands out to me. And I mean, you look at Cincinnati's linebacker core, you have Dorian James, you have, uh, Jack Dingle, the linebacker core for what this Cincinnati team is, what made them so sound last season. I mean, obviously you lose a guy like Deshaun Pace to UCF, but overall the linebacker core is a lot of potential there. Jonathan Thompson's emerging as a huge, huge potential candidate for a breakout 2024 season after bursting onto the scenes last season. So I'm really excited for what Tyson Veidt is able to do. I mean, you're looking down at his stats three times during his tenure at Iowa State that all three starting linebackers received Big 12 honors, and that was three consecutive years in 2017, 18, and 19. And the best season for Tyson Veidt was coming in 2022. I mean, you look down at Iowa State's defense, they ranked, they were the third team in Big 12 history to uh, achieve these honors. They led the league in scoring defense, total defense, rush defense, where they only averaged 107 yards a game. Pass defense, they only allowed 178 yards per game during the 2022 season. So this is a defense that is going to cause a lot of problems. And it's a 
typically a 3-3-5, as you mentioned, but they play with a high safety. And that's something that the Bearcats are going to utilize to their strengths, in my opinion. I mean, you bring in a lot of key additions there in the secondary, Kai Stokes, Armani Arnold, a lot of other people that came in this offseason. Can't remember all the members off the class off the top of my head right now. Josh but, Minkins, a brand new addition, Louisville yep. safety coming over. That was a sneaky one that got dropped on yesterday. Continue, Neil. So it's it's going to be a lot of exciting things for the Bearcats defense this season. And for me personally, I love the hire. I mean, he poached him from his longtime friend, Matt Campbell. Obviously, those two have a great relationship. They date back all the way throughout their time at App State and their time at Toledo together. So overall, I love this hire for Scott Satterfield and the Bearcats. And Tom Manning, was that the name right last year mm-hmm. that he took from Iowa State that was supposed yeah. to be – he was the supposed OC. to be the OC, which mm-hmm. eventually went to Brad Glenn and Tom Manning. It was a good-looking hire because where did he go to forgo the UC OC job? He went to the NFL to take on a tight ends coach position, which I believe he's still there with, uh, with the Indianapolis Colts as we speak. So a familiar staff going back to familiar waters and just the results speak for themselves. He's coached multiple big 12 talents at the linebacker position. He's taken a walk on in Caleb Bacon and turned him into a 90 plus 85 plus PFF grade player for, for this past season. He's developed in that way. I mean, he's checking a lot of the boxes, Neil, that you have to check on your way up to getting one of these defensive coordinator jobs. And as I mentioned before, last season, Number one defense in yards per play allowed in the Big 12, 5.2 yards per play. He's going to take over a defense, Neil, that ranked last in the Big 12 in yards per play. UC gave up about um, just a horrific like 6.7 yards per play last season, just Mm -hmm. so, so bad. And overall, Iowa State ranked second in 2017, first in 2018, third in 2019, second in 2020, third in 2021, and first in 2022. All of those categories being in scoring defense among Big 12 teams. Those are the kind of those are the kind of levels and ranks you want to be at if you are a Bearcats fan looking for a new defensive coordinator. Big win, I think, for this program to be able to nail down a guy in Tyson Bite, who mentioning 24-7 sports again was one of their hottest names in the assistant coaching pool coming off of the 2023 season. And Neil, before we wrap things up here, obviously Josh Makins, surprise addition. That got announced with the um, full announcement of the spring transfers, right around 17 spring transfers now for the Cincinnati Bearcats. When we look at the overall pool of transfers, it's it's pretty strong. When, when you think about the fact that they had 20 guys going out, you bring in 17 here, and overall sitting at about uh, in the latest update after they added Minkins, 33rd overall in the overall transfer portal team rankings classes. They have 17 guys on the board right now and a lot of safeties, a lot of cornerbacks. When I look at it here, we got one, two, three, six defensive backs out of those 17 players. So basically give or take six. So I think they realized how big of an issue the secondary was. Mm -hmm. I think they have gotten players that will fit the likes of Tyson Bites scheme. We you and I talked about that being a big, big key for this defensive coordinator search, making sure you had guys, you had a system that would fit the guys you already have. And then, like we mentioned, Neil, the easiest schedule of any Power 5 team, according to 24-7 Sports. Kansas State, the only ranked opponent that they project Cincinnati to face 
in their preseason top 25 rankings. Everybody else is kind of just searching for what Cincinnati is looking for. Bowl consistency, consistent wins in the Big 12. Neil, there are not many excuses as we kind of wrap up the transfer portal for Cincinnati football and take a move our shift our eyes to focusing on the upcoming spring practices. It's all on the table for Cincinnati to go win six games and get back to a bowl. There are no excuses for it not to happen, and it would be a massive, massive failure if it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, this is year two now. So they got their staff together. They got their people that they wanted in here. They didn't have to sit there and fight for a roster like they had to year one uh, due to the portal that came in in December. They now have had a full off-season cycle where they were able to go out and target their guys that they wanted to fit their scheme. And I thought they did a great job in the transfer portal this offseason. I mean, you look down, as you mentioned, 17 players, a lot of defensive backs, six of those 17s being defensive backs. That is something they needed tremendously after how much that secondary struggled this uh, past season. So overall, there's a, a lot of exciting things to build from this transfer class. And it's going to be interesting to watch how spring ball comes around here in a short couple weeks. But man, are we excited to see what this defense will look like under Tyson Vite? No doubt, no doubt. Five, and it was, I, I counted wrong, five total defensive backs when we look at these safeties and corners, uh, almost a third of the total transfer hall. Terrible defensive secondary last year, and the staff recognized that, as did the recruiting staff. They all worked together to try to shore that up. Bearcats tried to work together and get a top 10 road upset. They were just, just short again. Another, another measly deficit in a Big 12 loss, leaving Cincinnati at 2-4 and four overall after leaving Allen Fieldhouse with a dropped, dropped game. What was it? 75-69. to 74-69, to 69, excuse me. Yep. We'll discuss that and more coming up on Bearcat Blitz. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Neil Meyer, Russ Elman, your host on Bearcat Blitz here. Just got done with the football side of things. New defensive coordinator for Tyson Bite. They don't need new defense on the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball side of things. They have been playing elite defense, Neil, against some very good offenses over the first six games of conference play. But their own offense has not been good enough to keep them above the 500 water meridian line. 74-69, man. They trailed really throughout much of the game. I think they took a one-point lead on Kansas. Mm-hmm. And- kind of the middle portion of the contest. But overall, it kind of played out exactly how you and I previewed it. We got a good beat on this team right now. I'll give ourselves a pat on the back for that. We recognize that the offense is is kind of static right now. The defense is playing at an elite level, and that's what we saw on Monday night in the big Monday action. They did a great job against Hunter Dickinson. I thought the, the defense and the ability to get him in the foul trouble, like we mentioned, they would need to do, played a big role in this one, had four fouls in the game, Played just 30 minutes, 10 points, six total rebounds. They completely took him out of the game, essentially. 
had him shoot just above 50% from the field. He was not a big factor in this one, but it allowed a guy like Johnny Furphy to just shoot out of nowhere off the scouting report. He's a freshman, right, Neil? Just a true freshman. Yep, true freshman from Australia. Career high, double-double, was an absolute menace down low. He was an offensive rebounding machine. Really, their entire offensive rebounding mark came from Johnny Furphy, who had 23 points, 11 rebounds, was aided and complemented by Wooden Award candidates. Kevin McCuller Jr., 20 points, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds for him. He filled up the stat sheet but didn't do it in an efficient manner. was 5 of 17 from the floor. Neil, they held Kansas to 46% shooting. And it was not good enough. Not good enough. Despite holding them in the mid-70s, nobody could figure it out offensively for UC in this game. Simas Lukosius continues to struggle. I think you mentioned to me he's one for 32 from the field on the road in conference play. It has just been a massive, massive struggle for Simas. Dan Skillings was their offense, was really the only consistent marker of offense, but even he wasn't consistent enough to drive the train there to an ultimate victory. Had a great first half, completely disappeared in the second half, had just two points on one of five shooting and led all scores with 16 overall to go with five rebounds. Neil, they went 0 for 15 as a team from deep outside of shots from Dan Skillings. Something you and I said could not happen in this game happened. Not enough shots made despite a topic we spent a lot of time on, the free throws going very well for Cincinnati, 18 of 23, 78.3%. You can't ask for much more than that on that type of volume. Fans can't ask for more made shots, though. There has to be better shot making moving forward in this conference, and you have to figure it out at some point, or else the defense that they're playing this well is not going to end up mattering once we get to Selection Sunday. Yeah, so – as you mentioned, Simas Lukosius has struggled on the road. I was going back and doing the math. My math was wrong at first, Russ. He is two for 23 during the slate of. Oh, Big we switched 12. the numbers right there. That's yeah. what it was. Switch the switch for two the for 23 right on the road in Big 12 play. And I mean, he had. Just, That's went, not just, good. <laughs> just one for nine versus Kansas. And I mean, that was an opportunity they needed him to get going the most, especially there early. I mean, his once you kind of got the feeling his first four shot attempts didn't fall you kind of had a gut feeling of where this night could have gone. But you have to give a shout-out to the crowd at Allen Fieldhouse. I thought you definitely could see now, being there firsthand, why that is such an electric environment. I mean, heck, you have kids camping out for four hours before the game even starts. And as soon as the doors open, it's like a madhouse running in there. Like, Rayvon Griffith's pregame warm-up probably had a solid 3,000 students watching it, if <laughs> to say the least. And that was three hours before the game, roughly. So it you got to give it to them. That's that was an incredible environment. But they were on our uncharted waters early, Russ. I mean, Kansas comes out to a 10-2 start. They're up as much as 12. And then the Bearcats weathered the storm. That has been something that Wes Miller has really emphasized on all all season long was it's about how you respond. They responded tremendously there at the end of the first half. I mean, they start chipping away at the lead. I thought Dan Skillings was phenomenal there in the first half. 14 points. I believe it was five and nine shooting in the first half. But outside of that, Kansas did a great job at eliminating Dan Skillings there in the second half. But there's a lot of positives to take away. I know Simas Lukosius had didn't have the best shooting night that he wanted. But man, Aziz Bandego's presence was phenomenal. 11 rebounds and really contained Hunter Dickinson. The Bearcats won the glass 40 to 29 versus a top 10 team in the nation. 
That is something that Wes Miller was proud of after the game. But you're looking down, you got to have some more pro- productivity from guys like Simas Lukosius or even if it's Dan Skillings as well. Some of the guys on the wings have to step up because they are desperately missing a guy like C.J. Frederick. Because if you are shooting just 16% from three on the road in the Big 12, you're not going to win many games. You just simply are not because teams will continue to exploit that and they will make you just shoot it all day. And if you can't knock down the three ball at a 25% rate in the Big 12, it's going to be hard to win games. But there's a lot of positives to take away from it. I mean, Aziz Bandego looked like the Aziz Bandego before he got hurt with the back injury. I thought he played phenomenal and really contained Hunter Dickinson. I don't know if we could say phenomenal, Neil. Four turnovers, a career-high four turnovers for Aziz Bandego. Those were huge in this game, huge in a just small, small possession deficit game. I mean, they shot 16% from the field, and they had 16 turnovers. Like, yeah. four mm-hmm. of the past six games, they've had at least 14 turnovers or more in conference play. Since conference play started, four of the six games, they've had 14-plus turnovers. With how bad this offense is at making shots right now, you can't turn the ball over that much. And Aziz Bandego was 25% of that. Yeah, that that's a very good point. But you're looking down, there's still a lot of positives to take away. Bill Self even said to himself that it was a luxury for a guy like Wes Miller to have a guy like Dan Skillings come off the bench. You look down 32 to 2 in terms of ben, bench points, 40 to 29 on the glass. I mean, they did everything they could have, but the thing that killed them the most for us was that seven minute scoring drought there in the second half. They were right there with them. The seven minute drought did not help at all because they still were right there to the end. But even if you can get a couple buckets there in that spurt, maybe get you can just add three more made baskets. That's your ball game right there. That's a whole different outcome. But in the end, the Bearcats had to find a way to come down the stretch and weather the storm. But unfortunately, just wasn't able to get it done. They did cover. They cover the spread. They're keeping things close. They're fighting hard. They're getting a lot of moral victories. That's what they're getting right now. And I think fans are going to soon kind of <laughs> – get sick of the moral victories and they will get very sick of moral victories because there won't be any over the next week. There are no moral victories against UCF at home, number 67 team in the net and against the West Virginia Mountaineers who are the lone lone team that really everybody in the conference should be able to beat up on when you look at them being 151st in the net and that being the only two only quad three game or worse remaining in the rest of the slate. We'll get to a quad two action, quad two matchup against UCF in just a moment as the Bearcats try to rekindle the AAC clashes with the Golden Knights in victorious fashion. All that coming up on Bearcat Blitz. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bearcat Blitz wrapping up with a quick look at UCF, a team that Cincinnati is very familiar with and a team that has kind of swapped 
wins and losses over the first three games of conference play three and three overall after UCF just took out West Virginia 72 to 59 Neil they are led by a microwave microwave score in junior guard Jalen Sellers six foot four 180 pounds averaging 17 points 4.4 rebounds and 1.1 assists per game this year elite free throw shooter elite at getting to the line averaging almost five and a half attempts per game at the stripe very very good player around the basket crafty great driver great at getting to his spots great at getting to his mid-range looks bad three-point shooter UC needs to force Jalen Sellers into as many three-point attempts as possible. He leads the Golden Knights in three-point percentage, or excuse me, he leads the Golden Knights in three-point attempts, is one of the five wor- or one of the two worst rotation players on the team in three-point percentage. Getting him to shoot from deep as much as possible is huge in this matchup. I think it'll help Cincinnati get a win if they're able to do that. I'll give my prediction after you give me your player to watch real quick. Yeah, so this, as you mentioned, this is a UCF team that's been all over the place. They have big wins versus Kansas on the ro- at home. Then they go on the road and beat Texas. They struggled versus Houston. They shot the worst field goal percentage in Big 12 history. It seemed like at 16%. But my player to watch for this one for the uh, UCF will be Ibrahim Diallo, the seven-foot center or forward down there for the Knights. I think he has a great impact around the game. He's averaging just seven points and seven rebounds per game on 57% clip. I think this is a matchup where Victor Lockin could really play a huge role on the defensive end. So for the Bearcats to contain this one here at home on Saturday night, that's going to be my player to watch. And I think this one goes in the Bearcats' favor. I'm going to go 78-70 to versus UCF here at home on Saturday. Give me the Bearcats 67 to 62. Another defensive struggle, but UC's defense is too good for a pretty bad offense compared to the offenses that they have faced so far in the 2023 2024 season. For Neil Meyer, I am. Russ Elman, and we will be back on the Monday show to recap a weekend of Cincinnati Bearcats basketball right here on the Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. This is the second. 15 seconds left. Shot clock off. Four point game. To Julius. Puts up a three. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.